Welcome, welcome to the Self Love Letters for Everyday Superheroes talk show. The talk show and podcast where we transform generational well-being one visionary at a time. I am your host, Sacred Walker, also known as the Everyday Superheroes Academy Chief Medical Officer and Limitless Leaders Group Coach. Today, I'm joined by an incredible incredible guest. I'm so excited to have Michelle Johnson on the show. Michelle's going to talk today in conversation with me about how burnout can make your chronic stress worse and what people say you can't do about it. Today, y'all, we're going to be breaking some generational curses, honey, one step at a time. So without further ado, please give a round of applause and welcome Michelle Johnson, stress strategist to our show. Hey, 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 I'm so excited to be here. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, all right. So we're about to get started and dive into our amazing topic where we're going to be doing a deep dive into looking at the ways that stress sometimes impacts our health and oftentimes the misconceptions that come with it. But Michelle, before we get started, I want to just welcome you to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, I am so excited. I said so excited to get into this topic today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get started, we're going to ask a question that we ask everyone who comes on to the show. Because we know that as an everyday superhero, you had to come over some stuff come to on. get to... Come don't have me double clap up in here. We have to get through some stuff in order to get to where you are today. So if you could choose a love song that can describe, maybe you will write a little self-love letter to yourself about some things that you move through. What would be that love song that would describe what you came over so that you can be the success strategist and the stress strategist that you are today? So I thought long and hard about this question. And what came up for me was So High by John Legend. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those common songs that you hear often, but it talks about how I see new possibilities every day. That I've been proven that the fantasies of love can really be. And what has happened is getting over the muck, the crab in a barrel mentality, the scarcity of mine has brought me so high, so high. And so I think that's the love song I would pick. Beautiful. I can see that. I can see that and I can hear that. And so just being with that story, you know, the one that comes to mind for me is The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. You know, that it's like, oh my gosh, like the greatest love of all is you. 
kind of hearing that sung into my spirit on the record player when I was a young girl and how much that seed really helped me move through some challenges. So we here are knowing that we have been through some stuff. We've overcome some obstacles so that we can soar. So tell me a little bit about what you're passionate about and tell me a little bit about how you came into working in the field uh, before we go ahead and dive on in. Absolutely. First of all, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. Many of us, May is the time to really, really get to talking about wellness and, and well-being in the mental health space. And in fact, three of the five urgent Surgeon General uh, docket items are pertaining to mental health right now. And so I know it's urgent and on everyone's mind. For me, I came to working with and coaching in mental wellness through my own experience as a patient and as a provider of medicine. So I'm a physician assistant in family medicine. And what I saw is about four to five people who were coming in for some sort of physical ailment would start crying with me about what was really going on with their stress, with their mental well-being, and how that was affecting their body. It stopped me in my tracks when I saw the statistic that 77% of the reason why people come to the doctor's office is because of stress-related or stress-exacerbated illness. Mm, 77%. Absolutely. And that was before COVID. That was a 2016 statistic. And I saw it every day in my office. I saw the impact I can make by addressing stress, addressing the record keeping that the body was doing. Because that's all the body is doing is keeping record of all those mental and physical stresses that we collect on a day-to-day basis. And it was happening to me. I've survived 21 years of chronic pain, day by day, having to get up and crawl to the bathroom when I couldn't walk, falling asleep between traffic signs because I was so exhausted, and focusing in on, hey, why is my body holding all this stress has allowed me to be pain-free for the last two years. So I know it works. Absolutely. And for those who are tuning in, we're remembering that these are educational tools and tips that we're going to be going into about what has worked for Michelle in her role, what's worked for us here, you know, at the Self Love for Everyday Superheroes show and Self Love Letters for Everyday Superheroes talk show. We're going to be doing a deeper dive into these personal stories, right? But just knowing that each of your personal experiences are so important. So comment mm-hmm. below, tune in, and let us know how you can relate to what is arising and make sure that you subscribe. So, you know, as you're speaking and as someone who, you know, we come into this from different backgrounds and experiences with a commitment to 
ending here, you know, stress-related illnesses and, and, and what can be such a, a vision stopper for so mm-hmm. many everyday superheroes. And as someone who moved through chronic pain in your body um, and held that, you know, what is a common misconception people have about chronic pain, specifically when it comes to work? Because so many times people come into work feeling like they need to push through, power through, and taking a mental health day is something that has a loaded connotation. And so can you speak into, in your work, when you were either holding space for your patients or your clients or your corporate clients, or just even in your own path, what are some of the misconceptions you've heard about stress-related illnesses, and the impact of chronic pain? One of the biggest misconceptions that I hear, especially from my highly driven professionals and CEOs and leaders, is that they think that stress is good, that a certain amount of stress provides the edge that they need to be able to do the things that they plan to do. And I say it's a misconception because there are so many articles and people out here talking about good stress. And I think it's a misnomer. There is good tension, good resistance, good drive. But stress collects in the body. It collects in the mind. And eventually will break down either the body or the mind. Now, that misconception that, oh, you know, I'm I'm getting a higher edge. Did you know that there is a way to do things with ease and flow that you don't have to create this whirlwind of danger for your body and mind in order to be creative, in order to be innovative? It actually stunts it. And so I would say that would be the biggest misconception I hear. The other one I hear often is that I have to control and plan everything in my life. A whole lie. A whole lie. (laughs) You do not have to plan everything out to the umpteenth degree. What that really is, is a hypervigilance. It it is a, I'm going to plan for every mistake possible because I don't believe that the good thing will happen to me. I'm just going to call it like I see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's take that in for a moment, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when we're moving in the world as if we're waiting for the shoe to drop? Because there are many things that are happening all over the world right now right. that make this world so unpredictable so unpredictable. And so, you know, I like to always bring it back to how are we holding things in our hearts and what are the ways that we're moving through creating our own blocks for ourselves, Mm -hmm. for our clarity and blocks for ourselves from being our most confident self. And I think you're really speaking into this, right? That if we are in a world that can feel very, um, disruptive and there's so much on the news and there's so much happening. And if that's where the mind gravitates Mm -hmm. and then we have this voice inside that says, 
well, you know what, I'm not quite sure if this is going to work out in my favor, depending on my history, depending on my trauma history, et cetera, right? We need to think about all of those things. Then there might be, if we're not careful, choices being made to create unnecessary, overwhelming, overloaded levels of stress in our lives to reinforce the message that if I don't control everything, things outside of my control are going to go wrong. Mm. Now, here's the, here's here's where we get to have the aha, right? Here we get to have the aha. On the other side of that, on the other side of what I'm hearing, which is we recently did a podcast topic on like what happens when you have a crisis of faith. It sounds like you're talking about not only reducing stress, but from an uh, interfaith perspective, how do you begin to have faith in yourself? How do you begin mm. to have faith in the moments that you don't control working up for your highest good, even when you can't see it, right? There's something there to this. So let's, let's have a, a discussion now about something that you've seen, a challenge that you've seen, where you feel like you have been able to find some pathway to that, some pathway that doesn't mean I need to control everything in order to see if I can control the result. What is a pathway or a solution for people who are feeling like they might be on the edge of burnout or they don't even know if they are on the edge of burnout? And right now, the only thing that they can feel works for them is creating extensive to-do lists that leave them feeling controlled. What is an alternative to this? You know, there are so many ways to heaven is what one of my teachers used to tell me. That so many times I hear experts, gurus give their opinion or their way of doing things or their way out of something that doesn't necessarily fit a one size fit all. So what I tell my clients is that remember, you are uniquely and wonderfully made. That there is a spirit having a human experience that if we can just tune in to the higher you, if we can tune in to what is it that you really desire without the distraction of what everyone else says you should be doing, we can really find answers that you cannot think your way into. Let me say that again. You cannot think your way out of stress and control. You cannot think your way out of the overwhelming amount of stimulation that we get. It has to be a more spiritual conversation. Now, for some of us, tuning in is meditation. Some of us have the ability to clear our minds and go within in that way. For some of us, it is getting out in nature, communing with the rest of the bigness of the world, the rest of creation. Did you know that listening to the sound of birds can actually cure depression for eight hours. I mention that because sometimes it's 
well, Michelle, I can't sit and meditate. Well, maybe you need to walk outside. For me, a lot of the mental fitness techniques that I do are really tuning into the body and the five senses. So tuning in may be, I can feel my feet on the floor, that I'm grounding into where I am, that I'm remembering where I am. And just having that brief pause actually starts to change the circuitry in our brain. It starts to wire it towards a more positive and creative space. And it frees up the clutter, the voices of doubt, the voices of everyone else's opinion, and allows you to see for truth, what is my next step? I've never been so creative or exploratory in my life as when I tuned in to my five senses. And so I I bring that to clients and to uh, my patients because it's something all of us can do and kind of relate to. Our touch, our sense of smell, our sense of hearing. Like I mentioned with the birds, tuning in creates the space to not have so much control on what's without. Absolutely. Absolutely. And ironically, what you're speaking into is the more that I can tune in and feel like, okay, I'm not trying to control what is without, the more I can feel more centered and hence in control, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's the thing. The inner spiral has a saying that Everything on the outside needs to be attended to right away. And I'm taking in everything externally versus sensing and tuning in within. You know, there's a really beautiful uh, gift that I have from those who tune into the show know that I love uh, animals. And so you speaking about the power of birds touches my heart. And Mm. I have two fur babies amongst many of the uh, beings in my life. And one of the things that I find is so beautiful is that the cats purr. You literally have a cat near you and your nervous system is feeling overstimulated. The part of your nervous system that your heart is beating quickly and you're feeling tense and you're going into a bit of a panic. Why they created emotional support animals is because the purr can literally help to calm your body down. Just Mm. having an animal near, right? And so these are beings that don't speak, like I like to say, human English, although I think one of my cats can. For those who tune in... (laughs) I'm like, wait, you know everything I'm saying, don't you? But there's something about the presence of being able to be still. Now, here, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing that I'm hearing, you know, from from several in the background. As I as I'm speaking now, I'm hearing several in the background, you know, leaders in the health and human service say, "But wait a minute, my panels are overloaded." But mm-hmm. wait a minute. I have, you know, to, to, to make sure that I meet with all these people throughout the day. But wait a minute, you know, how many times do I even get a chance to ask a patient who comes in to meet with me or to ask a person who comes into our office, you know, what's going on with their personal life, what's happening with their stress, right? That these are conversations that people don't often incorporate if you're not careful because there's no time. So can you speak into a tip, a practical tool that listeners who are tuning in, you know, can implement 
when they feel as though their day is so inundated that it can be hard just to catch a moment in addition to of course bringing someone like you in to be able to transform the company culture and be able to you know have us look at how cultures can really shift but what is a step that they can take just within what is within their immediate control as a step one what i love about that question is we all have a different day right but we all set up for our day and we all break down at the end of, we, uh, which I don't want to say break down. Like decompress. Yeah. Decompress at the end of our day. The end yeah. of our day. Mm-hmm. And so if we already know ahead of time, my day is going to be a monster. What I do is I incorporate one to two minute breaks where I get a chance to actually tune in. So for example, at the beginning of my day, say I'm going to have a heavy patient load and I got clients back to back. I will start my day by owning the morning. I own the time before I start my day, right? So I do 10 minutes of yoga. That gets me into my body and my breathing for 10 minutes. They have videos on YouTube. They even have like five or eight minutes of yoga, of movement, if you like to get into your body. For some people, I need to take a quick walk. When I tell you, you go to the bathroom, how many times a day do you have to get up and go to the bathroom? Especially if you're drinking coffee or water at your desk or at your station or wherever you are, you you have to go to the bathroom throughout the day. So what I tell people is every time you go to the restroom, feel your feet walking against the floor. Feel the water as you wash your hands. Pay attention to what you feel. Tuning in in just those moments. It's a reset. So if you tie it to something that you're doing, that you know you're going to have to do, like going to the restroom, or I know I'm going to have um, patients back to back to back. So at the first minute of each patient before I call someone in, I'm going to take some time to do six deep breaths. I'm going to take some time to turn on my YouTube and listen to bird songs because it doesn't even have to be a real bird, y'all. It could just be sounds of the bird that really bring down depression. There's a study on that. Um, and taking those moments helps you not only to decompress in the moment, but it sets you up for success with that next person you're going to talk to. And why is that so important? When you have breathed and paid attention to your hands or listened to the birds or took some time to ground your feet, you show up different. There are these things called mirror neurons that people match your energy. You know it's true. You've walked into the room with someone and you can feel the stress off of them. You can feel the anxiety off of them. And then you've walked in the room with someone, you're like, oh my goodness, what a joyous person. It's infectious. 
And so not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping your interaction with those mirror neurons for that person not to be as angry as they were when they walked in the room or as stressed as they were when they walked in the room so that they don't infect your back. Absolutely. So this is where we get to land in and take in what are the ways that we are mirroring or reflecting what are we wanting to call into our lives? How is our energy when we say, oh my goodness, I feel like I keep attracting X, Y, and Z. How is our energy putting things out based on our vibration, right? And how can we really create ways to tune in so that we can land on in? You know, something we talk about in the Limitless Leaders group coaching program is ways of doing sacred walking. I happen to walk every morning at around 5.30 with my walking stick and be intentional about putting one foot in front of the other. And so when you call in the place of being able to land, whether you're in an inner city, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're in a rural environment, I'm really hearing you calling in this mindful moment and giving some real tools and tips for those who are tuning in to be able to carve out. So for those who are tuning in, when we say, I don't have the time, mm. you know, we're hearing there are moments where we can give ourselves an extra breath, right? Because mm. that, that power of that breath, we have learned literally and symbolically, right? No one should ever be able to take from us, right? So now we get to invite in a couple of breaths so that we can get to the next thing. And from there, have that clear mind, be able to tune in more, be able to be actually more productive, you know? And I'm so excited to see all the researchers coming out of the World Health Organization that finally acknowledges the mm -hmm. impact, the impact of the ways that burnout can really tie hand in hand to physical pain and the way that it can also tie into the workplace. So we've gotten some practical tools today. We've gotten to touch in. And so, you know, as we come to our time, I want to ask if you can leave us with, you know, if you were to say, okay, I'm hearing this. I want to be able to land on this. How can people who are tuning in listeners, you know, learn more about your work or maybe what is the ideal contact that they can have to put you in touch with so that they can further be in communication and conversation with you? Absolutely. As a stress strategist, I really focus on the bounce back, the bounce back. We are not out here just surviving and making it through and muddling through our burnout or our stress. We are bouncing back to be more creative, more innovative, and more courageous than we've ever been. We are actually rewiring our brains. And so I often coach with one-on-one -on -one with leaders, but I also do a mental fitness boot camp where we can get into a six-week intensive on how do we actually do these little exercises throughout our day and really train our brain to go to the positive place. And in order to get in contact with me, 
more than welcome to reach out via email, michelle at thepainfreepa.com or on my website, www.thepainfreepa.com. And that's Michelle with one L. I always love to hang out on LinkedIn. So if you're there, don't hesitate to DM me, Michelle Johnson, the stress strategist. And what really I would like to leave people with is this doesn't have to be something that we carve out extra time for because a lot of us are short on time or we think we're short on time. I'm going to help you buy some of that time back because really when you tune into these practices, you are so much more innovative, creative, and available to hold space in ways that you never have before. So if you have clients, you have patients, you have people you work with, Incorporate these tools into the beginning of your meeting. Maybe we grind, we do a couple of deep breaths and ground ourselves before we even start our communication. So you get some and they get some. How's that? Absolutely. Right. And all a strong tide sure does rise all boats, right? So we get to rise together in that way. You know, this is so powerful and you know how to stay in contact and you also see more information in our show notes and to our listeners who are tuning in you know you showed up on purpose for a purpose and you are here and you've stayed until the end of the show comment below let us know how this resonates for you leave us a review on sacredwalkerspeaks.com and when you do so you will be entered to win we're doing something new y'all the first 25 people will be entered to win a $25 gift card, right? So go ahead and put that up. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, please do reach out to us at support at sacredwalker.net or reach out on LinkedIn at Sacred Walker. All right. So Michelle with one L, as you heard here, thank you so much for bringing insights and being able to bring what is resonating so that we can make sure that tomorrow's leaders do not burn out today in support of their brilliance. Yes. Until next time, here on the Self Love Letters for Everyday Superheroes talk show, where we transform generational well being one visionary at a time. Breathe in, y'all, the love. And let go of what no longer serves you because when she remembered who she was, the game changed. Thank you so much for joining. And I'm your host, Sacred Walker. See you next time.